0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And that was the sounds yesterday in Kiev. The sirens went off. And the war was on, but we know better. The war was already on. The war started when they took those areas in the Donbas, Luhansk, and Donetsk. That's when it started, when they sent in what they call peacekeepers. The lies of Vladimir Putin continue to grow and build, they continue to move and maneuver. We have a full-on war in Ukraine. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Now, President Biden is scheduled to speak to the nation at 1230. We will have that for you. I'm here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. I'm here, and there's a lot to go over while we're here. But right now, everything, everything is focused on what's going on With Ukraine. Right now, the senator from Indiana, Mike Braun, uh, joins us. Sir, it's good to see you here in Orlando. Uh, You've got President Biden who's going to be speaking in in just uh, about 30 minutes. Uh, You have been on a tear regarding uh, Ukraine, regarding responsibilities. Uh, First things first, uh, the action from Vladimir Putin, the action from Russia. We already know we have casualties. One of the latest counts had uh, over 40 uh, military uh, dead. You had over 10 civilians, a dozen civilians, I should say, dead. There have been reports that they've taken Air Force bases, the Russians have. I mean, they're really, truly uh, rolling here. Will we see a statement from either Senate Republicans or the U.S. Senate on this in the very near future?
1: I would think we would. Uh, there's actually a, a call among senators uh, later today. And uh, that will be discussed, but with the actions that occurred overnight, I think Putin has done exactly what he said he was going to do. I think it shows that he is not going to pay attention to international norms. Uh, You know, he's the new thug out there internationally. Uh, Also listening to folks saying that you should have known that, uh, the projection of weakness that I think is still being played upon from the clumsy exit from Afghanistan to everything else where you're dealing from behind, where it looks like he calculates in a way that he kind of knows what the end result's going to be. We do it with a lack of resolve. Uh, You know, President Trump, I think had he been there, first of all, nothing occurred during his time. uh, But he did tell us one thing. Uh, You got to have a few red lines. And if they're crossed, you defend them, and you can't be wishy-washy, squishy in general. Well, let's and I talk think about, that's what's happened.
0: Let's talk about Redline. It was uh, President Biden who said the sanctions would be severe. And then we have Russian, quote-unquote, peacekeepers in Donetsk and Luhansk, these so-called independent states, and we only have a couple of sanctions. We don't have sanctions. We don't have the big mother, SWIFT, the economic system or, or you know, the, the, the banking system they're still a part of. Was there a uh, on amongst fellow senators, Republicans and Democrats, a question of, wait a second, you said we would deliver the sanctions if they invaded. They invaded. And yet
1: we only got partial sanctions. Very analogous to the way they're trying to roll with Iran, in my opinion, that stay in more of a conversational mode. Don't hit real hard. You know, they're going back on that. And I think you can use that as an indication. But yes, we should see today. Listen to this. This is what gets me. The uh, Russian economy is only 1.7 trillion. Germany's is 3.9. Ours is about 23. The EU's would be that. They punch so far above their weight, we can get them with sanctions, and it does not take. you know, risking troops involved in it. And I was for Trump when he was getting an eye out of all these entanglements over the years. I think that's smart. Most Americans agree with it. But you've got to be smarter to prevent this kind of thing. And yes, you've got to hit hard. They are punching so far above their weight. And that's the way Putin rolls. We can take their economy and I think bring it to its knees. Will we have the endurance for pain on our own end? And will we have the patience to do it? Talking to Senator Mike Braun
0: of Indiana. I had this conversation with Senator Todd Young just the other day after uh, President Biden engaged that first round after the invasion. I'm calling it invasion. It's all invasion. Uh, That first round of sanctions. And I asked him, how do you explain to Hoosiers, how do you explain to the American people how you deal with that pain and what that pain is? So in your words, Senator Braun, what is the pain that Americans might feel regarding a war between Russia and Ukraine— And how do you explain it to them?
1: Well, their probably uh, comparative advantage would be their cyber stealth and intelligence, and they'll use that. That disproportionately hurts us because our economy's over 10 times their size. So that means you're going to have some disruptions there. But if we're not willing to put up with some of that, with the economic wealth and strength that we've got, no pain at all, you're going to expect him to not only do this, but I think make the same moves in other places. And then what does Chi think in China? He's watching closely. So I think we got to collectively get together that these other bad actors have endurance for pain and will play the long game. They'll do it over time. And we've got to know that that's in their calculus and respond accordingly.
0: Before, before I let you go, and I know you're doing a lot here at CPAC, Conservative Political Action Conference here in Orlando, and I appreciate your staff finding a way uh, for you on. Greatly, greatly uh, appreciate that. Will we see this U.S. Senate, will we see this Congress
1: approve any troops on the ground in Ukraine? I don't think so. I think that uh, crossing that threshold... Would sadly be something that is symptomatic of giving all the setup to our opponents and then scrambling coming from behind. Just like we were scrambling getting out of Afghanistan, Trump put that whole process in place. I think most Americans agree do not get entangled in places that were not willing to win it and be there for a long time. So I'm guessing we don't need to, Tony, because I think with that proportionality that I mentioned between how small their economy is, remember what did them in decades ago. Oh,
0: the days of Reagan. It was, it was lowering oil prices and, and, and quite literally destroying them economically. That's and then, exactly the, and
1: then the Russian people say enough
0: is enough. Is there any inkling that the Russian people are willing to say enough is enough? I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I actually said this earlier today. So I wholeheartedly agree with that, especially the Reagan uh, conversation. Uh, is there any do – you, do you have any inkling that the Russian people are looking for a
1: reason? If, if Putin fails on this, they're looking for a reason for a change? Well, I would say they're probably not getting the full story right now, but they're going to be putting two and two together over time because they're going to hear it everywhere else and yes that would be the biggest blow to him but we can turn the screws on him economically even though we should have had a better lead up in terms of military posturing before without entangling troops in places like ukraine senator mike braun uh, the people want to hear more of you so i'm glad That you had the time
0: today and your staff got it all. My pleasure. An absolute pleasure. Senator Mike Braun, we've got more to get to. Keep it here. From CPAC in Orlando, Florida, I'm Tony Katz. So here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today we're waiting on President Biden. He'll be speaking. In about 20 minutes, we're going to have every single bit of it, and then we'll be able to break it down. We've got war in Ukraine. It can't be denied. And i got to admit, here at CPAC, where there's always a lot of conversations, I mean, certainly the conversations about Trump or DeSantis, the conversations about messaging on 2022, how badly can Republicans screw up a sure thing? People around here talking about 2022, Senate and House, as sure things. I think that's a mistake, but they don't always listen to me. And then I'm, I'm sitting here, right? So we're on Radio Row. We're in a pretty prime spot. And people are, are pitching, right? Hey, we'd love to do an interview about this. We'd love to do an interview about that. We'd love to do an interview uh, about uh, the, the, the other. And, well, th- this guy who I, I swear to you, it, 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 he, could, he could be your neighbor, like, <laughs> giving you tips on how to mow your lawn. He hands me this, this thing. He hands it to, to Sarah, who runs social media for us, and says, that show tonight. Sketch comedy for the rest of America. Now, what Paul does not know is that I spend my days, my nights, my weekends talking about culture and the need to build culture, the need to have more of this kind of content, the need to have more entertainment. It can't just be all wave the flag and Lee Greenwood. You can't win that way. Paul Crissetti joins us right now, executive producer of that show tonight, which I, I will admit I had never heard of. And it's through a group called the America First Warehouse. And I'm like, I never heard of them. People are doing things without my knowledge. Paul, good to have you here. Uh, Nick Searcy, of course, from okay. TV's uh, uh, FX Justified on FX, yeah. and uh, he has done films with Daily Wire. He has done all the Emmy Award-winning films, uh, The Shape of Water, uh, a whole host of things, Three Billboards in uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, he's, he's a friend. He's been on the show numerous times. Yeah. You That's work awesome. with a series of people, Michael Loftus, The Loftus Show, yeah. uh, uh, and, and his
2: work with Gutfeld, things like that. Yeah. What in the world Super. is that show tonight? That show tonight. So we call it sketch comedy, Tony? for the rest of America, right? And long story, right, I look like the guy that could mow your lawn next door. Right, you've got (laughs) tips on how to sharpen the blade. That's right, exactly. But uh, me and a buddy of mine, we're huge Saturday Night Live fans, huge, going way back. And us, like everybody else we talk to says, what the hell happened, right? Right. And uh, so that show tonight is the Saturday Night Live sketch comedy for the rest of America for conservatives.
0: So, when you say for conservatives, there's a a very famous line put out by Kevin McKeever, who's actually uh, around here. The first person I ever heard say it when I was living in Los Angeles. He said, If you tell me you've got a great conservative movie, right? what you're saying is your movie sucks. Yeah. Because it's focused on a group, and it's not focused on the movie. Yeah. It's not about arc, it's not about characters, it's focused about the thing. Yeah. Sketch comedy has to be focused on comedy. Right.
2: So wh- so is it focused on comedy or is it focused on a type of comedy? So it's focused on comedy, right? And um, more and more political satire's becoming a growing segment inside comedy, right? right. And when you, so when you watch the late night shows, when you watch Saturday Night Live, it's all geared to one side, right? So we paraphrase Michael Jordan, who said, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Correct. Republicans laugh, too. And there's a ton of content out there, right, that's not being portrayed. And that's what we do at, at That Show Tonight, right? So, so it's thatshowtonight.com.
0: And that is, I mean, that's the answer. It, it has to be funny first. Exactly. You know, that, that's the everything. What's interesting is I, I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. Paul Crissetti. I don't know Paul Crissetti and <laughs> it doesn't mean that I know everybody. Yeah. So I did what natural people do, normal people do. I, w- I went to a search engine. I look up Paul Crisetti, and it says uh, that that you're uh, no kidding. You're in the insurance business. Uh-huh. Did
2: you leave your job to go start this? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, over 30 years, right, in insurance, had a great career, great company, right, and got together with a buddy I grew up with, who's also in the business world, and we said we need to do, we need to do something. Around comedy to change the change the the mindset out there in pop culture. So he actually um, is relatives with the Canaan brothers, who do who produce movies and film, work a lot with Kevin James. They hooked us up with Michael, who's had this vision as well. We started talking about it, and from there it's growing. And everywhere you go, when you mention the concept to people, they say, "Oh, it's so needed out there, so needed." So um, we talk we. My Another friend here, daughter, plays volleyball at Mississippi State and his roommate with Nick Searcy's uh, niece, right? Oh, funny. And then so he was talking to the game and said, hey, I've got to talk to you. Um, the mom was saying, you got to talk to my brother. He'd be all over this. We gave him a call. He says, I'm all in. This is, this is something that has to happen.
0: Talking to Paul Corsetti. He is the man behind that show tonight.com. Uh, the I, I, Anybody who's like, you know what, I'm leaving this job and I'm going to do this thing, I I, I love that. But the, the creation of the content is part A, yep. right? It's got to be funny. Yep. The distribution of the content, yep. the production value of the content, yep. now we're getting into the real money things. Right. Like exactly. the real, real dollars and cents. Yep. I'm going to ask you a question, yep. and uh, it's going to require an answer. Yep. How much money you got behind this thing That's, seriously yep yeah. I'm so, asking how, how much money is behind this thing and, yeah. and is it just the show or is it about this this whole the whole group
2: what what is called the America first warehouse so the America first warehouse is where we hold the shows hold the shows and we at our shows they sell out people have a blast have a great time so right? you've got a live audience for this we've thing. got a live audience so we know the content's funny right we get Terrific feedback, um, and we're starting to release clips out there. We're taking subscriptions, right? Um, so you subscribe to that show tonight, you get exclusive uh, access to the live streaming of the shows over the website. And we are offering we are offering a CPAC special, Tony, this weekend. Are you, are you, on, wait, are you, are you pitching it right, right now? Yeah, the first. I gotta let him. Audience, your I audience, your your audience first, right? You type in the discount code CPAC twenty two. And it's four dollars a month, forty dollars a year, and CPAC two two, CPAC two two. So the the question I asked was, yeah. how much money you got behind that, this thing? That's, right. So we've got some, we got plenty of money, and we're always looking for more. Right. See, see, he's not. You see what he's doing? <laughs>
0: see what he's doing?
2: Yeah. Uh, look, I, my- that's that, that's, not, that's almost as bad, Tony, as asking a. Uh, have I been vaxxed, right? I mean, it's no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Having been vaxxed is offensive. <laughs> yeah. How much
0: money, if, okay. I, if you don't ask a candidate how much money they got, they, yeah. they ain't a candidate. Right. And it, but, it, but it goes to how difficult this is. Yeah. I am a huge believer in the creation of the content, yeah. but I never deny how difficult it is to take yeah. on what is entrenched. NBC doesn't have to worry about it. We... Uh, people who aren't NBC have to worry about it. So f- th- having the financial wherewithal, this is not a cheap endeavor, Paul. Right.
2: Hey, the, the truth of the matter is, Saturday Night Live spends $3 million to produce a single episode, a single show. Is that the cost This days? $3 million. And how so. much of that is Pete Davidson's uh, PR department? <laughs> That's a good question. Good question. Now, we're confident we're going to do, we're going to produce a better show for a fraction of the cost. But yes, uh, resources definitely are an issue. But having people like Nick Searcy, Jim Brewer, Michael Loftus, and seeing the content—Jim Brewer is a part of it. Yes. All right, now I'm in. Yeah. Now Jim- I'm in. Yes. Now
0: Jim yeah. Brewer's show—I don't know if he still does it—but Jim Brewer used to do a radio show on Raw Dog on Sirius XM. Yeah. It was it was it was spectacular. Yeah. It, it Jim Brewer's show was Pat McAfee meets uh, Joe Rogan before Pat McAfee and Joe Rogan. That's yeah. how, just just spectacular. Yeah.
2: Spectacular storytelling yeah. from Jim Brewer. Yeah. Okay, now now I'm in. Now and, now and, it's happening. And what Michael will tell you is, we talk to a lot of people and they understand it, right? And for celebrities, whoever, it's a little bit of a risk, right, if you go into a sure. show like that. But they're waiting in the wings, and, and we consider this to be potentially a safe haven. Right, where more and more people, right, can get pulled into it and really deliver content that we know that people want to see. Paul cresetti it's called thatshowtonight.com. Uh,
0: no, he has not offered me a job yet. That's
2: <laughs> that's cool.
3: That's we're, cool. We're,
2: what, we, we're looking for guest hosts all the time. It's, don't it, it? Uh, look, look, look. It's, it's it, We just met. We
0: don't know if we're in love yet. <laughs> right. There's a little bit of dating. There's yeah. been some heavy petting. I'm not gonna lie. Right, but I, I look. Uh, I want you to succeed. I appreciate it. If Tony, I can help, I will.
2: Hey, the, the the other name I'll drop too is he's down at our booth is Sean Farish. He's blowing up on social media. Oh, that guy guy's prob- dead to me. Is, he is, owes me twenty bucks. He, I have no he, idea who he is. Oh, but I'm gonna look it up. He does the best. He does a better Trump impersonation than Trump. I mean, he is really, really good. He's a he's a hoot. So on thatshowtonight.com, we got clips of him. We got clips of some of the shows. We'll check uh, it out. Thatshowtonight.com. President Biden set to
0: speak about what's going on in Ukraine. When he does, we will break in. We will bring it to you live. Immediate reaction. After that, we are here at CPAC 2022 in Orlando, Florida, presented by Relay Indiana. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. So a quick time change. President Biden will be addressing the country at 1.30. We will have it for you live. I mean, if he does what he normally does, he might not speak until, you know, tomorrow. But understand what's going on. In Ukraine right now, it is nightfall. And in Ukraine, we are seeing a series of attacks. This is a full-scale invasion Like it was when they took Donetsk and Luhansk. These are those two areas that Vladimir Putin decided were separatist regions. And they were going to be independent. That's not true and that's not factual. He just said, all right, this is what we're doing. And that was that. We have video imagery of the bomb attacks. We have video imagery of fires. This is in every way a full-scale invasion. As we spoke with Senator Braun just a little bit earlier, it was not sanctions that were delivered by Joe Biden just a few days ago when it was indeed an invasion. If we're really going to play a semantics game between invasion and full-scale invasion, we are playing the wrong game. Joe Biden made a promise that if X, then Y, if invasion, then what we would see is massive sanctions. We did not see them. Now, some people did discuss the idea of doing staged sanctions as, as the right thing to do. I was not one of those people. I'm not 100% sure if you were one of those people. We talk about where oil prices are, where the Dow is. The Dow has dot, dropped 7 100 points. Oil has jumped over 8%. Here are the latest numbers. The West Texas Intermediate Crude that we have been tracking is now over 96. It's 96.38 a barrel. And Brent Crude is off of its high and is now at $103 a barrel. People can discuss days and nights and weekends the idea that somehow oil over $100 a barrel isn't a psychological number. But that is not true. It plays into this idea of consumer confidence. You hear about inflation. That could be hitting numbers like 10%. You see where the price of, of oil is, which means how where is the price of a gallon of gasoline. So when we talk about the things that Americans might feel because of this, Russia is responsible for 12% of the world's oil. No one's buying their oil. You have issues with getting their oil. That can have an effect, of course, on gas prices. Are these things that can affect Russia in a way that it ends, that his uh, desires come, go by the wayside? I don't actually believe so. I believe that he is more emotional than he lets on, that this move is more emotional than people say. This is about who he is as a person. But let's make no mistake; this is an invasion. And let's make no other mistake. And this was going on yesterday. And I said, if this is the talking point of the political left, this is a ridiculous talking point. If you question whether we should send troops to Ukraine, you're not an American. You're 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 not a patriot. You're guilty of treason. And they were talking specifically about Tucker Carlson from Fox News because boogeymaning the the, the guy is what it's all about. Since when are we a nation that doesn't discuss whether or not we should send troops? We discuss whether or not we should send troops all the time. This is kind of what we do. This is basics, people. And there is nothing wrong with asking the question. There are... Indeed, people who believe we should have troops in Ukraine. And there are people who believe we should have troops in Europe and not in Ukraine. And there are people who believe we should not have any troops anywhere near the scene at all in any way, shape or form. We should not be near it. I don't believe that we should have troops in Ukraine. And I would oppose with force the idea of having troops in Ukraine. American troops in Ukraine is a bad idea. I can be convinced, but understand I'm going to bring a very strong argument to it. They are not a NATO nation. Let's start with that. Let us start with the fact that the Ukrainian people have to fight for themselves. And I believe this. We should be arming them. And one of them... You want to talk about a statement that I'm not surprised that he made. I was surprised at where it got made. This was Mike Pence... On Sean Hannity's uh, show on Fox and I was like really I wonder what Trump thought of that here is Mike Pence discussing how the Biden Obama administration handled things notice how I said that and how the Trump administration handled things and what we should be doing today
3: Clear, my view is with Russian military in the so called separatist regions, they, right. they've already invaded Ukraine. Agreed. But the way to stop them, and more importantly, to get them to withdraw, I think, is threefold. Number one, we need to continue to arm Ukraine. They're not a NATO ally. We don't have a mutual defense obligation. But we ought to be shipping more and more armaments, anti-tank missiles. Remember, under the, under the Obama-Biden administration, they sent blankets and military meals. When our administration took office, we, we sent armaments to Ukraine to be able to defend themselves. We ought to be doing that, redoubling those efforts. Secondly, this initial round of sanctions... Uh, weak as it is, uh, is is not enough to stop Putin's ambitions to redraw uh, territorial lines in Europe by force. What we ought to do is we ought to sanction every financial institution in Russia until the Russian military fully withdraws from Ukraine.
0: You forget that Mike Pence has a full understanding of what's going on. This is the moment he's built for. Built in that Reagan mold, this is exactly the kind of thing that Mike Pence is really second to none on. This is why when I discuss the long view, I do not discuss Mike Pence as presidential candidate. You know this. I discuss him as Secretary of State. This is exactly the long view, understanding of history, belief in America's might and power and strength and vigor and ability and greatness— To see a moment through and to bring clarity to other nations that need a little help. I favor arming the Ukrainians. I do not favor sending American troops into Ukraine. I do understand that alliances mean something. And you're going to have to put American troops in Poland on the border. And if there should be any type of push, Americans need to respond. American military needs to respond in Poland with the Poles with massive force. Now, you can say to me, that's warmongering. I say to you, if you have friends, you better damn well mean it. But having this conversation, see the conversation we're having? Somehow, that's all of a sudden a sin. You can't have that conversation, otherwise you're not a patriot. Nonsense. Don't buy into that. There's a lot of good things happening here at CPAC. One of them is Moms for America. Oh, you made the moms angry. I told you, school boards. I said, don't do it. Be like, now we're going to do it anyway. We will bring that up next. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz in Orlando for CPAC. So what we have here is a whole interesting group of people at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. Every walk of life is here in Orlando, Florida. Beautiful hotel, by the way. Very, very nice. It's a weird setup for Radio Row. I wish it was a little bit different, but it hasn't stopped us from talking to the people and having conversations. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio. Don't forget the Morning Rumble. Every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. There at rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. It's my video series brought to you by Americans for Prosperity. You should check it out. You should check it out immediately and subscribe and get the things. One of the sponsors here at CPAC is Moms for America. And it is an important conversation that those people who think that the culture war is a bad thing should listen to. Because as I have commented in my beloved Indianapolis, in my beloved Indiana, the Indiana Democratic Party is constantly referring to the Republican Party as fighting culture wars. They're just a culture war party. All they're doing is the culture wars. And what I have said from the beginning is yeah, good, about time. I've been been itching for this fight for a decade. Where in the world is everybody? Tamara Farah, she joins us right now, Executive Director of Strategic Initiatives at Moms for America. And we were talking about this during the break, and she's like, oh, hell yeah, absolutely I'm all about the culture war. (laughs) You guys are a major sponsor of CPAC. Talk to me about What the organization is, MomsForAmerica.us.
4: You know, it is so good to be with you, Tony. I'm so happy to get to know you and find out that you're from where I used to hail from, Indianapolis, Indiana. 98. I know. I love it. East 98th Street. Um, But anyway, yes, I love our organization. Founded by Kimberly Fletcher, who is here, also would love to talk to you. We actually are joining the trucker convoy. We have a fully wrapped cab in our Moms for America branding that's going to be a part of the People's Convoy.
0: Are you telling me that the Moms for America are not going to be in minivans? (laughs) You're missing a golden opportunity. I know. Can you believe
4: that? I think she did wrap a minivan, too, though, so we'll double-check on that. Um, But anyway, you got to talk with her. She founded this organization 16 years ago. She is a fireball. We're the largest grassroots moms organization in the country. We're expanding in this last year. We've, like, tripled in size. Um, And a lot of it is this culture war in schools because we need to do more there. We're activating more moms. We are networking with the moms that are fighting back against this, let's just say it, Marxist agenda in our schools. That scares people. Because it, it, it turns off some moms and it makes the left say, oh, see, they don't even know what they're
0: talking about. Right. Break it down. I, I will want break you, I down. I want you to define it.
4: I would love to break that down because, yes, I appreciate that. But I always say, it's, this is not a conspiracy and it's not a theory. And I'll tell you why. Because the facts and the historical documentation is there. So Because the, we have to say, how did we get here? So you have to find out, how did we get here that you have explicit pornography in books on the library shelf that third graders can pull off the shelf and thumb through? How did we get here? How did we get here that is a culture of CRT? It's not a curriculum book on a textbook it's teachers all through the day through every lesson dividing kids by race and they're doing that now we know that uh who was the NBC reporter that was reporting on Super Bowls and you know the NFL for 20 years she left that job Michelle Tafoya. thank you Michelle Tafoya you know why she left because she wants to fight this battle because her son was best friends with a black a young black kid they grew up with. And now they can't even be together in school because they are literally dividing kids by race for different activities and eating together, et cetera. And she said, I've got to go fight that war. And so you you're activating, you know, thank you, you guys. I will say this, you have gotten moms, um, you know, suburban moms, you've woken them up. You poked mama bear and they're ready to fight.
0: It's the suburban mom that put Joe Biden in the white house. We're fully aware uh, of you're looking at me with a with a half smile and a little bit of anger. And I'm cool with both. <laughs> we, we should be clear about that. It's suburban
4: moms. Who I just am skeptical. That's what you're seeing. In, in, Did in, they in really the put House. him in the way? I
0: I, I I will bet money on it. And I'm willing to arm wrestle over it.
4: <laughs> I question, know. I've seen the data, but I question it. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I've seen the data, but I question it. Yeah. Who's, gonna...
4: Whose data is it? Like oh, how? how here's the What question. was the sampling in happening. the survey?
0: Here's the question. What? It's obvious that the political left has misplayed the idea that when it comes to people's kids, regardless of party, regardless of color, regardless of, right. of socioeconomics, don't mess with my kids. Exactly. And it's much more than a mama bear thing, although yes. that's what people will all say. Right. It's how dare you. And how, how I've equated this is that it, what we're really seeing is, is not anger from parents so much at the system, mm-hmm. it's anger at themselves because they didn't know this was happening. They yes. trusted yes. that system and it's, it's about, do you find that amongst your members Absolutely. it's a self
4: infuriation? Yeah. You know, because families are busy in America. We are busy people. People leave this country because they want to have a slower lifestyle. So, you know, you, you watch all these shows, they're, they're only leaving to have a slower lifestyle because we're very busy. Moms are busy. They're usually working and helping put food on the table, and they're tr- they've are they trusted, like you just said, they've trusted the public education system to teach their kids reading, writing, and arithmetic so that they will have competency, and they will graduate with that competency. Um, we're hoping, I mean, we think, they're gonna be getting accurate history. I mean, you know, the average mom a few years ago would probably be like, well, why wouldn't they be teaching my kids accurate history, or why wouldn't they be teaching about the founding of America and, and what this country, and what a republic is, and what it takes to maintain a republic? But you know, now that they looked over the shoulder of their kids during the lockdowns, and they saw the kids learning online, and they finally saw what kids were being taught, and that's what woke them up. So it is the silver lining of COVID that parents woke up to see what was actually happening in these schools and realizing these kids are being indoctrinated, not educated. Talking to Tamara Farah,
0: Executive Director of Strategic Initiatives of Moms for America, uh, so I, I, know that you have an interest in some things that are happening in my beloved Indiana. Like yes. House Bill 1134. That's right. Uh, which is as you, it, interesting. It was a very interesting way you put it about critical race, uh, theory. You referred to it as a, as a, as a, as a culture, not a curriculum. Yep. That's a really unique way because I've often discussed that we use critical race theory as the umbrella term for all of the things, whether it's social, emotional learning or, or, or the rest of it. So you may be coming and we might be seeing you on the state house steps. Uh, if, if you could, in an elevator pitch, what is it that you want people to know about your group and why they should take a look at it? Like, what what is the value pr- proposition that you bring?
4: We bring the relationships, the resources, so the networking, the resources, the mentoring, the collaboration. So when you know, so I'm connected with ten a group of ten thousand moms in in Montana. Two, two to three hundred in Ohio, you know, five hundred to two thousand in Tennessee. and We could go like this all around the state. These moms want to know what are the best tactics, what are, you know, what are the best strategies and how do we implement that? How can we be effective? How can we get these uh, books out of our schools? We don't want to just go to the school board meeting and scream and yell at the school board members because we know that's not enough. We have to actually have smart tactics. And so we provide that for them. We're very relational and informational, so a real resource. And we just love anything we could do to help them be more effective. MomsforAmerica.us
0: is, is the website. MomsforAmerica.us. Are you, are you
4: coming, to Indiana? Are, are, are we going to see you? I am planning on it. I have not booked my flight yet, but it is in my plans because, you know, we're waiting, right, for the re-engrossed bill, the amendments to be added. I don't see that version yet
0: oh well there's so the the amendments that were from senator rogers when it goes to the went senate through. right no, no, they went through so now uh we'll, we'll see what happens when this bu- when this bill reconciles if you will yes and and what what comes next uh and exactly. i'm to see what you guys yeah have to say about it we're all watching it very closely absolutely but don't i, I, I gotta
4: yeah absolutely I,
0: commercial's so gonna come no you don't have to apologize i'm just saying we gotta get paid <laughs> producer ari costs oh, a lot I, of money all right let's let's stop then because i want you to right? get paid you want producer already to yeah, be able to. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't have him. Can't have him not getting his cash. Tamra Farah, momsforamerica.us. Check it out. I appreciate you taking the time.
4: Thank you so much. I could just sit and talk we'll to you. We'll be hearing all day.
0: Joe Biden soon enough, the latest on Ukraine. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today.